Suck the D. Ooh. <laughs> and she ride on me. Bitch, you feeling me? Ooh. Ah. We should go back in the time in time to the nineties and be R and B like an R and B group. Oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what would the group be called? Um ooh. I don't know. Oh gosh. Pressure. Pressure. Uh, Pressure. Pressure down on me. Oh yeah. Would be like R and B would you like R and B styles of like pop music from the eighties? Right. That'd be like R thing. Looking down on me. But that clap, that snap was off. <laughs> I thought it was. That's my two different sides colliding into colliding one. Colliding into one. Fighting one was on beat and the other one was fighting. The other one was like, no. Two and four. One and three. <laughs> it was the different music inside of me. Just, you know. I dig it. Are we recording for the, the actual thing or is this just a test? Are we it's re- recording. Oh, all right. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Hey, back at it again. Back at it again. With all my friends. With my one friend. Literally one person. Who's really, really weird. That was really lame. She's the weird one. Uh. Hey, guys, we're back. (laughs) All my friends are weird. Episode whatever at this point. We literally haven't even had that many episodes, and we don't even know what episode we're on. Yeah, I think that's funny. Like it would be very. We could easy. probably just look we look it up, <laughs> yeah, right now and see what episode we're on right and now. And yet but, we won't. But we won't. We we'll re- just <laughs> let that leave this leave this in we'll the put atmosphere. Put it there. We'll you know? leave it like a present. What's like up? My good friend Caroline said, Who? "Caroline, oh. okay, yeah, we were talking about auditions, uh-huh. you know, because you know, trying to be an actor, whatever, low key, whatever." And like how when you're le- you're in an audition, you're like leaving, you're giving. She said that you're giving a present. Like you're presenting your talent as a present. Your presence to the is world. a present. <laughs> I think Kanye West said she that. She explained it so much better. My presence than that. is a presence. Kiss it my ass. <laughs> no, that's. I no, I I agree with that. Anytime Caroline's in a room, it's a present. It's a gift yeah. to us all. She's so hey, man. incredibly sweet. Hi, Caroline. <laughs> if you ever listen to this podcast, hi, Caroline. If you ever, I'll just to this tag podcast. you in it so that you Girl, know that you have a reason to so listen to sweet. it. <laughs> Um, and uh, anyone else that uh, this is this is like a little we'll we'll mention some of our friends, um, in the podcast. Sorry, that's, if that's not boring. Gonna really, it's not gonna really happen. But no, this, just this one time because that was kind of weird yeah. and should probably listen to it and freak out a little bit. But you know, um, Bailey, what's what's popping? What's going uh, on? Know? It's been a minute. I know we haven't seen each other in like two weeks. That's a two that's a record. Weeks, long as time. Record. I guess we've been longer without seeing each other but uh well, part of it is that now we've decided that we're gonna make this a bi-weekly podcast right bi-weekly i mean half the time it was bi-weekly yeah so you guys are so, so, so you're mean, not you're really uh, so it's like ch- your parents have separated and they have, don't haven't told you yet but you know and but they haven't explained it to you you know someone had to but then they say oh we're getting a divorce that's what we're t- this is what that experience they, is like and they, you, they, sure. they're thinking that it's going to be really hard on them and, and on you and you're just like yeah, like this is what so it's I get been. two Christmases, right? Okay, cool. Bye. Cool. <laughs> I knew this from jump. Fifty <laughs> percent of marriages end in divorce. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. You guys aren't really beating any statistic. You're actually right on par <laughs> with half the block. <laughs> All right, I'm done. No, that was that was good. That so, was good. 
Yeah, how you been? I've been good. Um, I'm auditioned for a musical called yeah. Evil Dead the Musical, and I'm really yeah. excited. Oh, congratulations! How was that? It was super fun. Um, <coughs> I'm. I mean, I'm getting cast in it because I'm. I'm in a company. Sorry. So it's. I know I'm gonna be cast. So that's really fun. Um, and it's gonna be pretty cool. And I'm excited to be in it. And I'm excited to just perform again. It's yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. Actually, Thank I you. just finished up my show. Um, I did Spring Awakening, as you know. I don't know if I ever been, if I ever mentioned it on the podcast. We did. We oh, did. we did. Okay, okay I just, just want to make sure. Though. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> in Spring Awakening, <laughs> and um, well, it's over now. No, you're not. It's oh well, I was. Yeah, we just wrapped yesterday, and that was a Saturday, and uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and um, and uh. <laughs> Think I'm I'm think I'm taking a break just for a minute and just to taking regroup a break and just um, for a minute. get myself together. Yeah. I hear that. So you need a you know, you you I mean you had you've kinda had a run of like things that you've been in. You yeah. you've had a really good you've been in a lot of things lately, so you yeah, you need to chill. Chill just for a little bit. Just for a little bit though. Cause also I hear here's something, this is like a Bonnie Gillespie thing. Okay. You know, I feel like you have to have a li- no line, and at some point, you've got enough stuff on your resume. Your no line can be no unpaid roles. You know what I mean? Mm. Because it's like what you're going towards. Well, they did pay me us. It was right. semi-professional, no, so no. that felt nice. Sure, no, For no. Sure. What you just did was a huge step. So that doesn't mean you just take everything that comes by. You can pick and choose and do what's right for you, knowing when. You'll right, be you're right. ready to come back to it. I don't know. That's just my no, no. My I, I, man, cents. I, I agree with that a thousand percent, and that's not even a real thing, you know. But that's that's how much I agree with that. I'm, I'm on the same page, Brody. I don't know why I called you that. I apologize. Brody, is that like a derogatory? I term? don't even know. I, it just came out of my mouth. But I mean, I wasn't offended, but okay. okay. <laughs> um, you know, I appreciate the apology. Uh, besides, yeah, what's been new besides that? I mean, it's been t- two weeks. We've been trying to try that, that Popeye's so chicken sandwich. I know Lordy, that for sure. I have, ugh, last night I finally went for it. Like, I, I want to say there's been like three or four times when I've driven past this Popeye's that's just, just around the corner from my apartment because mm-hmm. I want to try that new sandwich. God damn it. Twitter's got me wondering. You've got me wondering. What? It's is, a good ass sandwich. Is, like, Chick fil A. Y'all, like, I don't want to say it's a wrap. Cause I mean, pop y'all still got the the customer service on lock, you know, and y'all got a solid chicken sandwich, like, you know, and that Chick Fil A sauce is killer, you know what I mean? But I don't know, like some people come for the service, but some people just come for the food, and if the food is good, fuck the service. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and cheap three ninety nine. It's three ninety nine, six ninety four for the meal. What is that at Chick Fil A? I think it starts at like. Three million. <laughs> I think uh, it's like four or five ninety nine. Yeah, too much. And they, it, their, 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 their chicken is is bigger. The the buns are fuller. At 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 Popeyes. Oh wow. And like the pickle, the the pickle, it just tastes different. I'm excited about the pickle because I'm not a pickle person. Sometimes I'll crave a pickle and I'll put it on a burger, mm-hmm. but it's got to be a very tart pickle. Like I don't like I don't like sweet pickles. It's got to be like a salty pickle. <laughs> yeah, she likes like that salty pickle. I knew you were going to make yeah, it freaking weird. Yeah, like that 
salty pickle. You know, you instantly age like 30 years every time you pull that voice out. And I just see like an old man in front that's of me. Well, yeah. I mean, that's who I truly am on the inside. Ugh, gross. It's Funny thing. My favorite murder just did Mothman. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, and I thought Kayla's was better. Did you really? Uh, oh, yeah. well, Kayla's fucking. Kayla's bomb.com. Bomb. Shout out to Kayla. Com. If you guys Shout remember, if you've been listening and you remember the Mothman episode, how cool that episode was. That was all thanks to Kayla and her fantastic research. Yeah. Um, we had two weeks Ooh. and we had a lot of time to do research Sorry, on our topic, gross. right? <laughs> Why you said that like a teacher, like as if huh. like you just you gave your te- your kids an assignment over the weekend and you knew they didn't fucking. Well, do I was it. trying to like be like a smooth segwayer, um, here. No, you're definitely being a teacher. Fine, I'm a segway teacher. <laughs> um, but I was well, saying, Herbert, I, feel like I was saying Herbert. that to to move into the topic that we were going to talk about, um, reincarnation. Bruh. 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 Reincarnation, like. I've been obsessed with that shit since I was, like, I fucking first heard of it. I'm like, you can live more than one life. I'm so awesome. I bet I've lived all the fucking lives. I I mean, I don't know if that's exactly how I thought about it, but I've always, like, fantasized about it. Fantasized living, like, another life? Well, yeah, like, what was I in my past life? We want to differentiate between reincarnation and, like, possession. You know what I'm saying? Possession? Yeah, because, like... Technically, it's it's like you're you another person being in someone else's body, if you will, like soul or. Oh. If you th- people no, see it that way. That, no, well, I was just thinking about then doing this research. I was like, what is something that's like? But the difference is. A demon. Yeah, it's like another soul taking over someone else's soul, as opposed to like. Give me the heebie You you literally being reborn into. A different yeah a different, a different vessel. Vessel. Um, Which made me think of yeah. bodies in a really gross way. As being vessels? Yeah, disassociating completely. Right. There's this book called Souls. No, what's it called? New Soul. New mm-hmm. Soul. It's by Stephanie Myers. Stephanie Myers. That's uh, Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. I don't know if it's a new soul. I can't even. I'm like failing my 13-year-old self. The host. Holy oh, crap. Host. That took me way too long Wasn't to get Wasn't that there. a movie, too? It was a movie. The movie was horrible. Um, But that's, you know. But it was worse than Twilight because it always, like, didn't even, like, follow the same plot. It was, like, one of those movies that takes a science fiction plot and totally fucks it up, like, Aragon or, like, oh, yeah, so I many other that things. One. That fucking thing sucked. Yeah, I never read the book. Early 2000s didn't realize that really what we want to f- see is just the fucking book. Like, that's what the audience Right. No, no, yeah. See. We don't want to see your interpretation of it. We just want to see the fucking book. Like, we just want to see the like images Harry that Potter we had in our head. Did a good, like, they are probably the only series for me that, like, didn't necessarily do the books all the time, but I still love so fucking much because they're so, because they captured, they at least captured the atmosphere of the book so perfectly that right. you could put yourself in the world and you didn't care if the Sometimes plot was it doesn't different. work that way. Um, mm-hmm. oh, but that's exactly. Twilight is a prime example, example because, I mean, if we're being honest, the book was pretty shit. So to, <laughs> to True. Oh, shit. But like comparing Harry Potter to Twilight, right. very different. Sorry, Stephanie Meyer. I think you're a decent writer, but. Oh. You're no J.K. Rowling. I Let's apologize. just get that motherfucking clear right now. It's um, like comparing. So. I don't know what it's like. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say anything like that. Yeah, I don't connect it to possession at all. I don't think. I don't I don't need I don't 
have to see that differentiation. Right. But again, it's one soul that's in another body that, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't start out with. So I guess I've, I never actually think of the actual mechanics. I just think of how cool it would be. I just thought about the mechanics in doing my research. Um, you said like research like three times. Are you like really impressed that you did research? Yeah. <laughs> fucking am. And by research. According to I my research. <laughs> oh, oh, research. Yeah. He pulling that shit. According research. to my research. Um, I you don't know what that's so from? Right then. What? Um, wait, what? I don't know. I'm just being weird. Go ahead. Do you um, do you know what that's from? I do, but I don't. Tell me. Oh, my gosh. The magic school bus. Oh. What's her face? Miss Frizzle. <laughs> yeah, Miss Frizzle didn't say it, though. It was Phoebe that oh. said it. She was always like, according to my research. Yeah, no. I'm See, I'm I'm in that generation. I'm part of the millennial generation that's a little... The fuck you talking about? I still show Magic School Bus to k- kids with this today. Yeah, but here's the thing. Um, Cruising on down Main Street. You have to you watch it longer. I got to watch it long. Oh, sure. Like you were, you know, you got you watched it young, and then you got to watch the reruns. You got to watch them over and over. Like, well, I probably watched like one or two reruns, but most of them, I don't, you know, remember. Because they weren't on, they weren't on the air that long for my generation. Right, but at the same time, so I didn't get to see every single one necessarily. But I'm saying they were still showing them. them You got to see them over and over and over again. They were showing them in school. This is true. They still they showing s- them they in school. Like the I did the magic school the bus to somebody, and they knew the, the fuck I was talking about. And like they, for me, honestly, I've just seen the one they have where they What's in the, the body. What's the like in Arizona? <laughs> what what where y'all place? Where y'all rank? Um, like fifteen fifty one. I'm not even kidding you. Wait, Arizona ranks fifty one in a state that only has fifty. Well, Puerto Rico. Oh I'm no, DC, DC talking about the states i know that's what i'm saying okay it ranks last it ranks <sighs> last that's, sorry i yeah. had a blonde moment it ranks last i don't believe that pretty sure mississippi google still does it. google it arizona how do you spell arizona are you kidding me no y'all 45 okay that's still really low but you're not 50 Let's we were a couple is. years ago. It's all the gentrification. That's oh, not gentrification. It's all the suburbs ever expanding. Oh. They'll get bad soon enough because they keep opening new schools, which is allocating new money, and then it's not going to come in, and then they're going to slowly go downhill. Government, right? <laughs> so, um. And that's how you get bad inner cities. Anyway. <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock! Schoolhouse Rock! <laughs> Do you know that reference? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Give me a second. Give me a second. I got to sing that. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Or like, what's that one about like the big melting pot? It's the. <laughs> I was in that musical when I was a kid. Oh, I didn't know there was a musical to that. So actually, I just learned something new there. I'm just a bell. Just a regular bell. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. It's been a long, long journey it's still to going. the capital. And she wanted me to be quiet. 
Mine was at least sung by Little Richard. Um, so yeah, reincarnation. Did you do some? Did you do some research yourself? I, I is. I did some oh. research. Oh, what are you talking about, though? Like, because we kind of just did our own thing. I, I know mean, we didn't communicate. We didn't really communicate on this one. Um, Sorry, I'm being disgusting. Um, I talk about past life regression a little okay. bit, and then I go into a couple of cases that caught my eye. Slash, I read. I slash. I read in a cool Reader's Digest right. article. I'm sorry, my art, my S's are really weird right now. Okay. Um, well, what'd you learn about all this stuff? Let's take us from the top. <laughs> I did not like that segue. Wait, you didn't? Oh, I'm sorry. Was that one not smooth enough? No, it's just like, okay, and now here's a conversation. Here, it's on your lap now, and you have to carry it for the rest of your life. No, you don't. I mean, you just have to carry it for the rest of this podcast. That's, That's it. That's exactly what you... Bitch. Whew, okay, well, whatever. Have it like you want it. Okay, so past life regressions. Fun fact, you can do them, like, anywhere. People offer it as a service. Like, it's a legitimate thing. What is past life regression? Well, okay, that's a good question. <laughs> um, it's basically um, a psychologist leads you through a meditation that is supposed to take you back to any th- previous life that you've lived, like giving you like nudges so you open doors into other thoughts. So like if those and those things might come up. Um, so hypnosis, hypnosis is actually really interesting. I um. I've always said it was cool because it's one of those things that you, there's really no way to figure out if it's real, but it does work for somebody, for some people, whether like, right. psych, you know, if it's just like a psychological thing where they don't actually, well, even it's not yeah, actually happening, but they believe in that it's helping so much that it does. A placebo, duh, that's yeah. the word for it. Um, But anyway, so with hypnosis, you know, you put some, someone into a different, you know, sleep, you, you're trying to tap into that subconscious mind. And so um, they'll lead you through things that so sometimes it's like they f- people do hypnosis in order to unpack childhood trauma that they have blacked out. Some people do it if there's a crime and they need to figure out if they you know if they saw something like some like missing parents do it to like s- like try to bring up anything, anything that they didn't think of that's stored in your brain because your brain kind of like once you're done with something, kind of puts it away on file like you know it's like you're putting something right, back right. in it up. But you can't you always bring it to your conscious mind immediately. Sometimes you need a trigger. So that's hypnosis kind of takes away that need for that trigger. And supposedly that's the theory. And that's that is considered pseudoscience, correct? Or is that like actual psychiatry? I don't know. There's a lot of psychiatry, like that people that have gone like the guy who um, really has led the past regression work in the modern era is brian weiss and he went to school at yale he he's did his undergraduate at columbia became a um um fucking like what's the word sorry gotta go to my notes which on the you know it's it's interesting because i actually i am gonna i'm gonna talk about a particular guy um and, oh, um, he was the head of psychiatry of Mount Sinai. So, so it's like, so pe- the go, you know, we his things were put, money was put into his theories. People took him seriously enough to invest in him. That's what I have found, like in this research, like it, it actually is like a, 
even though it's somewhat paranormal, there's like it's actual. Like, it's like they're still gathering evidence. Yeah, they're still considering it. it. It's not like they're saying, oh, reincarnation is real and this is how it's right, happening. Right. They're just saying, here are these instances that we can't explain. So why don't we log them and then try to decipher whether or not we can prove or disprove this person, the possibility, probability of these people's stories. None of the guys that like are in reincarnation or past life regressive work, like none of them are... Um, saying outright that they believe in reincarnation or that it's absolutely true at least that was my understanding when i did my research yeah okay um yeah i think i yeah for the most part and i'll talk about this guy in a second um do you know did you find anything on ian stevenson yeah he's the teacher is virginia where he like opened a whole wing of like site of like paranormal science. Um, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah. he's essentially like the guy whose work all this is pretty much founded on. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, I looked. I I, I yeah. started reading one of his papers, but I'm not um, gonna I, lie. It felt a lot like college. So I was just like, oof. N- yeah, I didn't. I didn't oof. go into like reading any of his papers because. But I want I, to though. So yeah, like, that's for my, sure. That's the next I just kind of I, I, I found it like, interesting Oy. to see how this person got into this and what made them believe um, that this was even a thing and how right. And he was so revered. So he was, um, and people have taken up his work recently, and there have been like there are some critics, but there's, he has like supporters in the in his field, which is very interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, you were saying. Uh, yeah. Oh, I will. Yeah. Just talking about hypnosis and how they're, you know, taking hypnosis the step further into figuring out a person's past life if they've had a past life. So um, Brian Weiss, he really um, made that into a consistent study and a thing where he did it often. He would find these people. They would go through a screening. They would reach out to him mostly once he wrote a couple of papers and wrote books about it and people got people's attention. And so people would write to him and be like, oh, my child is having, is saying all these right. weird things about things that he would never know as a two-year-old or a four-year-old. He's saying yeah, his name is... And what's, but what's the process in like finding that stuff out? Right, that's what I'm saying. Well, okay, so they say like, and this is things that have Brian Weiss has put together from his studies, collecting all the data, you know, all the case studies, because one thing that they do is they try to solve it so they try to find the actual person that they're you know that they thought they were and that's mm-hmm. how they confirm it and then um putting that data together like what are in common with all the confirmed ones and that's like at two or four two to four they start remembering supposedly start recollecting to their parents saying weird things um there's that f- the famous kid who thinks he's a world war Two pilot right. who you know got shot down Iwo Jima so he says you know fire 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 shoot you know in his sleep right. has a crazy dreams about combat that he you know tell, replays to his parents and they're horrified um, and then and things like that saying his name was James and they actually and then saying that you know my warship was the Natoma mm. and then um, they were actually able to find a, someone who during that time was a pilot in the Navy went on was on Natoma and was named James. And yeah, that's that's what's like crazy. Um So they're able to confirm his story to a reasonable amount. And the the amount of people or like cases where they're able to confirm and yeah. it's not like, you know, 
they're being led or <coughs> I read one case um of this boy where he kept saying that he used to be somebody else. Here, I'm trying to get In Hollywood. Did we do the same yeah, case? Oh, we did the oh same gosh. case. It's okay. I mean, I didn't, I just, no, you can tell about it because I mean, I just, I just saw that case. It's it's not what my, my story's about. Um, Okay. Yeah. Let me, well, and you can add what you think about it. Did you read this on Reader's Digest? No, I I read this on um, today.com. So I read this on Reader's Digest um, and I read an article by Lauren Kahn. So I just want to give her credit because she did work putting this together and I'm using her article as a reference point. Um, as well so I just want to shout out to her and the people that do research and you know put really hard work into it because that is awesome and I wish I had the time to do that and I didn't have a part-time job mostly not it's a full-time job that you know took a lot of my time (laughs) anyway so Ryan was a little boy four-year-old boy in Oklahoma which is the state of my people (laughs) Oklahoma. I nope, don't know how to say nope. yeah. Oklahoma. There it is. Anyway, uh, just had to do that real quick. So this the mother of Ryan, uh, Cynthia. Oh, I should have written down her name. I'm so sorry, Cynthia. Cindy. Cindy. Yes, you're correct. Cindy. So he, she says that he woke up screaming at 2 in the morning out of nowhere. And he was saying, I'm mommy, I'm so homesick. And I'm so, and she was just like, what? <laughs> homesick? Yeah. You're home. Like, I, she really was, you know, whatever. I mean, she took it for like, whatever. It's just a four-year-old talking. But then he just kept saying it over and over again. It became a thing in his routine. And he would say things like, I had a big house in Hollywood. And I had all this luxury and fast cars and I had a lavish life, and I miss it, and my life here sucks in Oklahoma. Which, yeah. I mean, I love Oklahoma, but I mean, Hollywood, if you were, like, a oh, rich person Oklahoma. in the, pr- like, the Hollywood's prime when it was mm-hmm. the, you know. Now, what you what era he was he was talking about? Like, the 30s. 1930s well, Hollywood. Yeah. So, we know it's 1930s because his mom decides, like, oh, he's talking about Hollywood she doesn't really believe in reincarnation, but she's just like, maybe he saw something in a commercial and it's something that he likes and maybe it'll soothe him if he, when he's upset about it. So she gets a bunch of books from the library about Hollywood and she brings them home and she goes, she looks through them with him and he's just like riveted. He's just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And he gets more excited. And he, but like he, they finally, they get through this one book and he's getting more and more excited until he sees a movie poster. and He's like, that, that is me. That's who I used to be. Um, so they. Yeah, I don't remember that. I do remember him. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't remember how he he got to see himself in the. Yeah. So his mom. So she got the books from the library. She got the books from the library. He was able. And it's a movie called Night After Night. And the person that he pointed to his name is. Oh, let me well, they you. didn't know the name at first. Remember, it was just like he was an extra, right? in the background right well yeah so he wasn't credited so they couldn't just go on imdb or like look up the people in that movie because he wasn't he was a he was an agent a hollywood agent so he was like just yeah he was just doing a cameo in a movie he was a part right oh wasn't it the thing too because the kid that she knew that it was like um because he talked about like how he was he knew some famous person 
It was like some famous actress at the time. No, I didn't like, read. I didn't read. I she. I didn't have that detail in mind. Oh so yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, like that was one of the other reasons that she knew he was like a, an actor, a performer of some sort, because he said that he was like friends with some some lady actress, and um, she was like really popular in like the 1930s. Um, and then he also talked about how he like had performed overseas and like traveled and was on Broadway. Um, so yeah. And then looking through the, I guess whatever that was and him pointing out that to me in the background. Um, and then the res the research that had to go into like finding out who this person was. Cause yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't a, yeah, he wasn't listening. He was just an extra in that. Um, but anyway, continue. <laughs> I don't want to take the story away from no, you. No, you can. Yeah. It's no big deal. I'm sorry. If you know things. Um. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, so what ended up happening is the mom read another book about reincarnation because she was just like, let me get, th this is just getting weird. Let me, you know, let's try to figure it out. And she reads about Brian Weiss and she contacts him and says, you know, my son is, is doing all these things and saying all these things. And I just, I just, I, f and she, he pointed to a picture. And so for him, that's a promising thing. Cause that's one thing he looks for is uh, he immediately looks for, um, fake people. And so he, they already have, you know, someone that he can point out, someone they can research. And so that they already have things. So now they can compare and actually confirm. Wait, she didn't talk to Brian Weiss. She talked to, um, um, what's his name? Jim Tucker, Dr. Jim Tucker. Oh, you're right. I apologize. Only reason I, I remember that is because totally right. he's what led me to, to get to, to Ian Stevens. Because they worked at the yeah. same, they worked under the and same organization. Yeah. Totally. I f sorry, those are the two guys that I was talking to, professors. I just got them mixed up. You're completely right. Right. Sorry, that totally is confusing. So she read, she read a book again, <laughs> by Dr. Um, Jim Tucker. Um, who MD. is who kind of just has taken this stuff to the next level? He's taken it from like the actual, um, from all the evidence that ha he built upon from like Ian Stevenson, and like he's just taking it that much further, to trying to confirm things and get actual things happening. Um, so yeah, sorry, I was totally wrong, but they get in touch with him. He he's able to get in touch with an archivist who goes back and looks into it they figure out the name of the guy and his name was morty M martin so they actually get in touch with his sister and are able to arrange an, a meeting between the sister and the little boy ryan i'm sure you know this part and right. they um get together and they talk and a lot they were able to confirm 50 of the things that ryan knew about marty martin yeah over 50 things which is a significant amount. So that means they talked for a while, which means his daughter was compelled enough to continue versus, right. you know, this kid that's a four-year-old or five-year-old maybe at this point at the, in the process. But they are, it's a five-year-old. Right. Like you're not, why would you talk to a five-year-old for like an hour? Well, like one of the things I remember was that um, he said that his, his house was on a street that had rock Not that five-year-olds aren't compelling. I like five-year-olds. Right. That had, had rock in it. Um, and then it turned out that he lived at 825 North Roxbury Road uh, Drive in Beverly Hills, mm -hmm. um, which is like one of the which something like that. You know, you could cough up to maybe like a coincidence, if you will. Um, sure, sure. But uh, I think the most compelling thing about that story was when he was like, why would God 
have you die at 61 to make you come back as a he said know, that make you a baby yeah that's what he said oh <gasps> that's creepy if that um, came out of my see, child's yeah he didn't mouth, see why god would yeah that would freak me let out let you go at 61 and then come back as a baby um and they all were like well this is one of the reasons why are you sure he actually said that yes I'm looking at that quote right now. I know. And it's from the t- it's from today. Yeah. Okay. Um I'm not that I don't believe you. That's just so that's just so incredible. That was a quote and but that quote was like so this may not be because um Marty Mar Martin died at the age of 59. Um which oh. is what his birth certificate says. But Oh, so they thought because then this birth certificate had him listed uh being two year three year, oh, two years younger than what his actual birth record was um because so it actually had him up, in which happened back there then. there was places where he was listed as being born in nineteen o three as opposed to nineteen o five um wow, so they were like so he like knew the truth, yeah. He probably he was born, yeah. Because prob- like his yeah. parents would know, and that would have set up his whole development. Which a lot of that happens back in the day, especially yeah, people you know. just like because you're transcribing records onto records onto records. So someone who's doing that painstaking work that would take a computer, nothing at all, yeah, is you know it's hours. Yeah. So or, you, or, you make know, mistakes. people just forget, or you know, don't remember. Especially, yeah, it's just like a weird thing. Especially, I did a lot of um, looking into like my, my ancestry and the genealogy and. Um, it was difficult at first to like be like, well, this says they were born in nineteen nineteen fifteen, but this one says it was nineteen seventeen. It's like, but they're in the same household as the people from this one, so it's like you're putting yeah, yeah it's like it's things like, you got to put together. Yeah. It's weird. Um, it's kind of interesting though. So they're like, it's technically he could be right because. Right, but then again, you have to be skeptical because that's a lot of craziness to believe. Well, the only reason they're skeptical, and Ian Stevenson talked about this even in his early, early stages, like he never was right out saying that, you know, um, reincarnation is the reason for these things, or like, because um, he actually. um, He had this thing, or like his. He believed that, like, like, I guess illnesses and like phobias and like, um, sort of certain just like usual th- unusual things about a person, it'd be like a birth defect or something or a birthmark, could it be attributed to? Right, right, um, like kids with a limp because um, they were their ankle broke when they were well, yeah when, when they, they were in the past life in the past life or where your birthmark is. Um, on your body, he said there were a lot of cases that attributed that he attributed, and that was in that was when he actually got into the research. But um, when he was first just like talking about like, um, which for him, I think just him being sick a lot as a kid, he had bronchitis, and even up until like adulthood, it's one of the reasons he's actually Canadian born. He actually yeah, and he went to Arizona yeah, to get he moved better. Yeah, Arizona I saw to that. get better. Um, he um. He had this, this uh, I guess, sort of um, curiosity as to you know why somebody was sick, and you know he didn't attribute it to um, being the genetics or or their environment. There were th- cases that he thought that 
there has to be like another third party and for him reincarnation was a possibility that he wasn't ruling out also i mean and that kind of goes into the past life regressions and like hypnosis right because the and those psychologists believe that there's some trauma in your past life that will lead you to more understanding of why you do certain things in your current life why you have certain anxieties why you have certain attributes so it's like not just physical it's also um, mental and psychological it, yeah and he he kind of uh, he's not even really the first to i guess think of that as well no brian weiss went more into the past re- regression which is a little different than like the straight reincarnation right 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 straight yeah it, it is it is but just this whole i was so I was reading about him in his early, early days, and um, it said that his mother, Ruth, was into uh, theosophy, um, which he actually attributed to um, his own personal interest in paranormal. Um, and I was like, right, because he branches out into more yeah. than just reincarnation. Um, and theosophy essentially is a number of things, but it's mainly like a philosophy that um, knowledge of God may be achieved through like s- spiritual ecstasy and um, direct intuition or a special relationship with whatever. Um, so essentially, a lot of the uh, theosophers or the people they're trying to be enlightened and like become more knowledgeable and there was this lady by the name helena blavatsky um that came up with the theosophical society in 1875 in the u.s um and she based her work off of another movement of theosophy which is more christian based um but essentially it was all like trying to reconnect with the past in order to gain the most like this ancient knowledge of like spiritual divinity, like like they say here, um, and the only way to get that is to like reach far, far back. So if he was already kind of playing with, and a lot of oh, are you talking about yeah. the master souls? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's I, souls, that idea yeah. was such a cool thing. Yeah, um, but um, that 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 was already playing a, like a significant part of of I guess kind of his thinking because a lot of what he or at least um especially the the newer the newer aged uh theosophy was based in a lot of ancient religions like Hindu and Jainism mm-hmm. and all that other yeah, um, yeah. Like kind of eastern um religious well, um, I think it's interesting that the way they do it, the, the way, I feel like the way Eastern religions frame it is in more of an a lesson kind of way. Like you're learning to be one entire whole and you can't ha- to have just one experience in order to do that. You need many and you need to, you know, learn how life is different for everyone and learn lessons through different situations. That's how, So I, I don't know, maybe I'm taking it too deep. But I feel like in the Western, the- like we're just like, oh, I used to be a World War Two pilot, cool, Iwo Jima, yeah. And you know it's deeper saying? than that. Maybe. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, in parts of, of Hindu, but I just found out part, there are parts of Hindu that that don't believe in um. Oh, totally. Reincarnation. It's, yeah, um, it's actually pretty. I think it's a more mo- um modern thought for them. To not believe in or like right. oh the afterlife, mm-hmm. um or just an afterlife. Well, I don't know. I, I do find that more that. interesting when you when you when you think about yeah your life and 
not just being different people like you're going from person to person but like every living creature um almost like a in a circle of life kind of way you know like you get to experience every part of this universe as it is um so coming back is like oh a plant have like you ever heard the have you ever read the egg no okay you need to read the egg or you could watch it oh it's a movie yeah, it's a claymation movie that'll blow your mind. Well, I'm, I, you know, I like, I like watching things more than reading anyway. So yeah. Uh, why look would I? Why would I read it when the movie's available? <laughs> I'll, I'll text you what to look up, but it's pretty. I can't remember. I have to Google it. But yeah, um, I, I listened to it in high school. It blew my mind. It's about reincarnation, and it's pretty cool. But I also was 17 the last night I heard mine. So it may <laughs> not be as cool as you remember. Yep. Yep, I'm realizing that now. But continue with your story. Um, so, no, yeah, uh, just the theosophy itself was was interesting. Um, but also knowing that you know it's it's like the re- idea of reincarnation has been around for forever and right it's with so many there. different cultures, and it's not just in the East, you know. Um, and I'm I'm actually kind of off topic. I have no idea where I was going with what I was saying. <laughs> so sorry. Um, what were you talking about? <laughs> how do we even get into? I don't. Yeah, I honestly don't know. How do we how continue? We, yeah. How do I? Um. Well, let me see what else I have. Oh, <laughs> I kind of want to talk about one thing that I found interesting a couple years back. Actually, more than a couple years back. So this happened in high school. Um, I was a big fan of Long Island Medium in high school. <laughs> Do you remember that Long show? Long Island Medium, yeah, with the <laughs> every the haircut of every um person, lady that Joy-Z, goes to teach. Long Island mother, I don't. No, like that I've seen right. a haircut in the South for sure. Oh, the the it's Karen. Just like the, yeah, the, yeah, Karen, Sharon, Steph. It's just it's just like tight and high, tight and high, <laughs> blonde, tight and high, <laughs> tight and high, Um. Yeah, yeah, that show. <laughs> yes, I know the show. Yes, Long Island. Um, I'm, I, you know me. I'm a sucker for reality TV. I don't know why. I find it just absolutely fascinating. But she had an episode that was extremely interesting because she's a psychic and she supposedly, she allegedly, I should say, I don't want to be patronizing, but you know, you, you can never believe in these things 100%. Um, but yeah, she is in touch with spirit and with the other side and but not but in more of a christian understanding of it and i don't know if she frames it that way for her show or she actually does believe in it um you know you never know with reality tv because it's never as real as you think yeah um but she had an episode where she encountered reincarnation she said this is extremely rare and it was this little girl and she said your and she it was she was saying this to the grandmother and the mother and she said your granddaughter is your daughter because she had a daughter that died very very young and Mm. and so she said your granddaughter is your daughter soul your soul your daughter's soul has been put into your granddaughter and the mom and the grand and the grandma had actually suspected that because they felt like she just was exactly the same same mannerisms it was just so hauntingly like their what they remembered but that's also a little harder 
that one's hard but also that kind of brings in the idea of what a lot of scientists who don't who are saying you know reincarnation reincarnation is absolutely no we shouldn't even explore it that's just you know hoodoo voodoo science um so that they think it's confabulation which is memory error because our memories are actually pretty crappy so it's you know it's easy to think on a memory and to be influenced you know especially when you're young with images that you see in society maybe you watch gone with the wind and then you thought about falling off of a chair i don't know you know what i mean yeah, but like if you, you don't have the words and the vocabulary and like you know th- and saying? this is this is what I, I this is why i agree with you but this is why other scientists this is one explanation that other scientists have and i think that that may be one because you're seeing a package deal where this mom and grandma want to believe so badly that this you know they that they're daughter and sister is living on and another girl makes makes the little girl special and it also makes them feel like they never actually lost their daughter and sister so it's actually you know a really nice kind of interesting keyhole in grief how did she how did, did they say how the daughter passed i they probably did in the episode but i don't remember and i didn't really feel like watching it there weren't any there weren't any like things that talked about it really because it's you know it's a reality tv show there's one or two articles about it it's not going to be create that much buzz so there weren't details um but i'm sure they they mention it in the episode but she was very young like seven kind of young like a child young um so i i asked that because um ian stevenson did a like his his like biggest work was this two volume book called reincarnation and biology a contribution to the etiology of birthmarks and birth defects now remember i told you how he said you know some things could be attributed to not genetics or you know your environment but it had to be some sort of third party and he Mm -hmm. said reincarnation could be a possibility so he you know he said that any any sort of not it wasn't always the case but for some people the that the cases that are known of reincarnation um something with the said child had to do with the former life's death so like you were saying the kid having a limp but the person broke their ankle or you know or some shit before they fell down the stairs um but he so in this 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 um book was like two thousand something pages um and he reported 200 cases of birthmarks and birth defects in it. Um, and all of them, he said, I think about 70 of them or 70 percent of them um, co- correlated to the person and their death being a violent one. Um, so, so like them being like stabbed, I don't know, in the rib cage, and then them having like a. Well, wouldn't you say that? Tra- mo- wouldn't yeah. you say so? Trauma has a has such a lasting effect. You know, trauma can change a person's DNA. Right. So maybe it can go as far and implant your soul. their soul. Yeah. Um. Or yeah, you know, someone breaking their hand and born like a little arm or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nemo. Yeah. Um. So like, I thought That's that was true, I thought that was, and he said that. of the seventy percent that had that correlation. Um, is that what 70, being in the womb is like? Maybe yeah. you're living a past life while you're in the womb. Maybe. <laughs> seventy. Th- you you flat you swat that away like fly. Continue. 
73% of the um the the people in the 70 percentile were men because most men a lot of these stories are boys yeah boys are dying yeah well just not not to say that all of them boy but like 73 percent of the 70 percent that died of violent deaths had to do with men obviously because men are in wars and they work they yeah they're in the factories they're they're hunting and just men in general like and that's why the women are so sad. They just like straight up haunt a bridge or something because it's like their kids got drowned or like, their lover they can't left them. Reconnect with their um their guy, so their their body just becomes you know this soulless or bodiless soul. That's oh man. So you that's s- did you sad. say they can't connect with their god? No, with their guy. Okay, you got me like weirdly in my feels about that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's, the moment well, is past, but I was just like, hmm. So. I whoop. I whoop. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, just that 70%. And then it makes more sense that 73% of that would also be predominantly male in the cases. Um yeah, but he did a, a a lot of stuff, and he was actually like a um, a biochemist before that. So like, his work revolved really around medicine and right. Um, so he could see it from that biological standpoint. But he was he he in the in the nineteen fifties or nineteen forties he was kind of dissatisfied with what he called the um, reductionism of of um mm. biochemistry and then he he found himself more interested in people in whole reductionism that's so yeah. interesting so like continually disproving spirituality continually proving that we're all an alien race of robots or something you know? <laughs> um so what got him on the path um since he is kind of like the the godfather of all this and modern times like he was interested in like the psychosomatic which psychosomatic is the it's of a physical illness or other condition caused or aggravated by a mental factor such as internal conflict and stress so yeah so like his earlier work kind of like was focused on like why some people stress formed in on the outside um what was going on mentally with them oh my god i would love to go back and see which bitch made me anxious yeah well why how it manifests itself in an illness like so stress caused some people to have developed asthma stress yeah stress caused some people to have high blood pressure my mom Um, has it runs my family to have high blood sorry so no you're just like woo woo so he was like interested in like and and when he talked about there's no outside or genetic thing involved in someone being ill or like what could that other so start with him things like oh mentally they're stressed or you know some sort of other thing which doctors have always said that stress can cause you to become sick um that's a known thing also being tired is another thing that will fuck you up um mm-hmm. so he got interested in that and so he's working psycho psychosomatic medicine he got into psychiatry and psychoanalysis 
um, and he worked at NYU in the late 1940s, and he was studying psychosomatic illness and what I talked about was stress and high blood pressure and asthma. Um, and in the 1950s, he started arguing against the orthodoxy of what people, like most psychiatrists and psychoanalysis, believed um, at the time, which is that the personality is more plastic in the early stages. Wait, say that last line one more time. That the most scientists in the late 1950s up until that point, had believed that, um, and I, I feel like it's still pretty orthodox, is that the personality is more plastic in the early stages of of a human life. Oh, you malleable? You mean like it like, can be formed? It's yeah, formed. it's 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 it can it's when it does the most developing and changing and all that stuff, and it wasn't really received that well by his colleagues, but he actually said that that kind of was what kind of helped him. In preparing for criticism that he received later on when he decided that he was going to take this paranormal route and be like, you live more than one life. I can't prove it, but <laughs> there's cases that show it. Um, so um, he did a lot of more research, I guess. He kind of is um, known for like extrasensory perception. Which is just another fancy way of saying having a sixth sense, mm. sixth sense of of right. things. Cause, yeah, because he says that's how we. That's the only re- way we will take things as real. Yeah, is if we can see them, smell them, touch them, taste them. Right. So like during the and I said he did this in like late 1950s. This is when he starts like doing this type of research, and um, so he's talking about sixth sense and like doing more psychosomatic illness stuff. Um, and then in like 1958, he submitted his, this essay, um, to the American Society for Physical Research. Um, and it was, he won a prize for best essay on paranormal mental phenomenon and the relationship to, um, and I didn't finish writing what that was. (laughs) I just jumped right over it. And the relationship to the problem of survival of the human personality after bodily Mm. death. That's a long ass um <laughs> title. That's to so, uh But it tells you what it's about though. Yeah. It's a complicated issue. You have to, you know, explain it in a smart way. So when he wrote that, it caught the attention of Oh wait. I had that totally wrong. The that's what the essay was about. Oh, <laughs> Paranormal okay. mental phenomena and their relationship to the problem of surviving of the human personality after bodily death. Mm-hmm. Um the essay was called The Evidence of for survival for claimed memories of former incar- incarnations. Um, it was reviewed by 44 published cases. Um, it, it talked about 44 published cases of people um, who claimed to remember their past lives. Almost all of them were children. This research caught the, the attention of a lady named Eileen J. Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the founder of the Parapsychology Foundation. Um, and she actually gave Stevenson his first grant to go to India, obviously, um, to like do this research and mm-hmm. talk to like children and their parents who claimed that my kid is. Yeah, he did it on his vacation. Right. <laughs> and just in India alone, he found 24 cases in four weeks. Um, and that 
was published in his first. Someone should ra- should totally do a movie about that. Can't on you his just first like subject, see it? yeah, yeah. Because it's, people are so interesting, man. You could do literally a movie about yeah anybody. Biopics work when you do a small segment of someone's life. That's really exciting. So you get to see their like personal manifestation and growth, right. and so it's not so overwhelming. I mean, there's some that do it okay with like the and big you really try to yeah, thing. you try to like go from beginning to end of like this person has lived this like crazy life, and it's like can't do that, man. It's too much. Like what they're doing with Queen Elizabeth is actually re- really interesting, and I should be watching that Netflix show where every season's like a certain segment of her life, and they're choosing different actors at different ages to act it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. No idea they were doing that. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Supposedly, everyone that I know ha- has seen it, loves it. I've never heard a bad thing about it, but I've never, I'm not super into those types of shows. You know, they seem too, like, not hmm. that interesting. They seem boring to me. Um, stuffy. I'm sorry. I zoned out for like oh. two seconds. Um, <sighs> it's okay. I'm just not that interesting. No, it had nothing to do with how interesting or uninteresting you are. Heard. Heard. <laughs> Isn't that great? Heard. Heard. <laughs> it's fun, right? You just, you just. Yes, yes, it's fun. The world will be saying it soon. Um. So, so he yeah, he he it. went to he when he wrote that paper that caught the attention of the lady of of Parapsychology Foundation. She gave him this grant to go and study in India for like four weeks, and he found twenty four cases in that short amount of time. Which is and remarkable. In 1966, he actually wrote his first book on the subject. So he hadn't really written. Um, he wasn't being serious about it, but then he's just like, "This is just this is actually." Well, exciting. you know, once he like he's dabbled in it and he's done some research on it, but like, yeah, again, it's been like articles and like maybe the uh, the subject is on something else, and like he kind of mentions in passing, right? Maybe uh, reincarnation might have something to do with it, but you know, who knows? <laughs> Um, so him putting this writing the essay really is just like him getting his feet wet, you know, putting the feelers out there to see who's gonna bite. That's and, a good way um, to put it. Put it out there, and Eileen bit that shit. She was like, "Come Good. on, Eileen." Is that ha- the name of that song, Eileen? Huh? Yeah. Oh, I love that song. I thought it was Irene. It's Eileen. Actually, I thought it was "Come on me." <laughs> This is a really aggressive. <laughs> wow, the <laughs> generation of love. I okay. know. Like, come on me. It's like, oh, okay. all right. Wow. Oh. All right, brother. <laughs> Peace sure. and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Um, so the book that the first book he wrote was Twenty Cases Suggestive of Reincarnation. And that was right after he went to India. He like mm-hmm. put that in there. Um, and then Chester Carlson, um, who was the inventor of the xerography. Um, authored, he offered some more financial help, and um, this is what allowed him to actually step down. Because at the time, I believe he was um, the psychiatry department, the, the hair of the head of some psychiatry department, um, and at oh, at the University of Virginia. Um, so he steps down, and he's able to actually create a, a sub genre, if you will of the department um and he called it the, the division of personality studies and then it was later renamed to the division of perceptual studies which does sound much more uh fancy 
what you think about that. It just makes uh, me happy that people are studying this shit. It's like what you say about Bigfoot. Like, at right. least study it. People at least study it. Worst the case same scenario, time. you're going to find other, another species or figure something out else out. You know, I don't know. So he... So he's, he starts that um, thanks to Chester Carlson, and then Chester Carlson dies and then leaves a million dollars to the University of he Virginia. He's a lot of money. I mean, that's still a lot of money. It's ni- I mean, yeah, 1968, you count for inflation. Though. Yeah, $1 million um, to continue Stevenson's work, and there that's was like kind of like a— that would, It's almost like getting a, your kid into college <laughs> with a donation in yeah. modern times. It will be the equivalent for th- for those, um, because there's still people that believe it to be, you know, pseudoscience. So they were a little upset about that. I mean, it'd be like someone getting a million dollars in that time to do research on Bigfoot, and people not believing in it. So it's like, um, in that world. Um, but eventually, they of course gave him the money. And he became the first par- Carlson professor of psychiatry. So with that money, he, this is he's able to do some more research, um, and he starts traveling a lot. Like he's doing sometimes fifty-five thousand miles in a year, just Shit. like flying and traveling. That's crazy. And he collects around three thousand cases um, from Alaska to Africa talking to kids and the cases because a lot of it was had to do with kids um yeah because as soon as they say like once you hit five six seven you start to forget your early childhood memories that's when they really start to fade that's why no one remembers like being a six month old right and it's interesting too because yeah kids the older they get they they start losing memory of i mean just people yeah people in general but they start losing that memory of the past life Something that's so visit vivid. Even the the story we were talking about Ryan and being the Marty Mark Martin, like he's like I think he's eleven now, but he was saying it's it's harder and harder for him to remember mm-hmm. things. So eventually, it's just like, what happens to that that soul that was once you? Is it that? Is it recycled minds, and then you just forget to erase everything? If there is something up there, like it's like you're it's right. Like, what's the point of going through different lives if you legitimately forget? Yeah. Or maybe we are in a fucking simulation like Elon Musk thinks. I honestly, I think about that constantly because and I say this to people all the time, but veins and blood and when you open up the human body, we really are machine like. If you're thinking of a robot, you would have to make it work exactly the way our bodies work. Blood gets the fuel through our systems of oxygen and nutrients, so it's like it's like oil and fuel. It's just you know what I'm saying. Like it's like, and then elect literally electricity pulses through our bodies. Well, we all and our uh, eyes are like cameras. Exactly the same technology they use for cameras is what's in your eye. Well, we're we're all this universe is so connected, and like and we are all connected to each other. Yeah. But it's it's true, and I, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Um, we're all the same. We're yeah. all one thing. We're all one thing. That and I think that plays into that whole thing of like infinity in the universe and like well, and everything's happening a thousand times. Right, and that's the egg thing. The egg again. thing is a theory that there's only one person. 
So basically the concept of the egg is that you die, you go into this room and the man asks you, what did you learn in that past life? And you realize that everything is just one person living through every single past life ever. And there's all these, it's so much trippier than how I described it, but that's the basic principle is that we're just learning lessons and but we, it's, the same it's just infinite, infinite. It's just infinity. Infinity. It's it's everything. It's it's that goes into that we're everything and nothing, mm. all at the same time. Right. Which is really hard. That sounds terrifying to think about. I want to get that a read. Yeah. But yeah, watch it both. I oh think. yeah, that's right. There's a movie. I'm definitely watching oh a movie for. A, I'm so certain of that. <laughs> so the um. So yeah, he's he's gone around and he's he's doing interviews. Uh, with kids around the world um and what he was doing was in his search he would like try to find ways like kind of account for their testimony like he's trying to like essentially like get the information from them without it being like coaxed or like you know leading right. questions mm-hmm. like to like make sure who you was know. your past person what's you know yeah what like period you, not so they don't yeah things that so that you know he's not He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to be his own, like, I guess, buffer when it came to, like, so he's not getting cases where he's able to be, like, catfished, if you will, um, or that he didn't have any self-delusions. Right, because I feel like the 90s and early 2000s, there's all these families that were coming out with it, so you would probably, get, you would get that feeling of, oh, we could make maybe right. make money or get attention for this. I mean, well, this is during, like, the 60s. Right, but I'm just They're relating just it to my experience of the early of, 2000s. Of <laughs> right, when when you can remember things. Right. So he 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 make he's making sure that, you know, he's he's dotting his eyes and crossing his T's to make sure that things aren't just like coincidence or mm-hmm. that, you know, someone was coaching these kids them. to yeah, he's screening them. Yes, that's a, that's a good word for that. Um and in most of the cases like he he found there was none of that. Um, he didn't have an explanation. And then he talked about, obviously, the birthmark thing that I was talking about earlier, um, where uh, the previous person who wrote the life the child said that they remembered, it was in that book, he examined the 200 cases where it was like, a birthmark that resembled like an exit wound or something or like someone being shot or like mm-hmm. there might be a scar that the person had in their past life that, you know, somehow showing their way on the person in the exact same spot. And I was like, I found that to be like kind of interesting. Um, and again, that could be coincidences as well, because that's 200 cases out of, you know, a billion people in the world. So I think 200 is a a like a solid number to like be coincidental <laughs> in a sea of 500 people. But um I did I still found it interesting that that there was that. Mm-hmm. Also, he did have some people and and obviously now even to this day there are his critics. The the Journal of American Medical Association referred to Stevens's cases of reincarnation as a painstaking and unemotional collection of cases that were difficult to explain on any assumption other than reincarnation. Um, so that was 
1977, the Journal of Nervous and Mental Disease devoted most of one issue to Stevenson's research. Oh, damn. Yeah. Writing in that journal, uh, psychiatrist Harold Leaf described Stevenson as a methodical investigator and added either he is making a colossal mistake or he will be known uh, as the Galileo in the 20th century. Oh, wait. This is people that actually agreed with him or, like, thought his work was. I'm sorry. I'm. I do the same thing all the time. Yeah. So his actual most people and during the time, they basically ignored his work. <laughs> his peers were kind of like, whatever. It was it was said that by his detractors that uh, he seemed earnest and dogged, but ultimately misguided, and led astray by gullibility, wishful thinking, and a tendency to see science where others saw superstition. Obviously, people were just like. Um, other critics were saying that the parents were just deceiving him and like mm-hmm. just using their children for some sort of gain of whatever. Um, and he was just, again, gullible and willing to believe anything just that to prove his his thesis, which is the same thing that a lot of people, there are people that say that about, I guess, Bigfoot researchers. There are the people that have an encounter but then from that moment on, they become so obsessed that they see Bigfoot and like literally everything. So it's like something that could have an explanation. Like yeah, but there's lots of science Bigfoot scientists that don't have an encounter and they just kind of gravitate towards it just to study it. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that same argument is for people. It's like, well, right. if you if you believe it to be a myth or not something real anyway, and then you have someone, they're like, well, if you Because belie- they're trying to believe it, pr- they're right. trying to prove it versus trying to disprove it. Right. So they, they also accused him of asking lead-in questions. Um, to the the children, which would be the easiest way to attack. Yeah, they said that it was confirmation bias, which is the tendency to search for and interpret, you know, in your favor. He said that his case is not supportive of the hypothesis and were not presented as counted against it. I was about to see an interview, one of his interviews, like from like minute to minute. And then uh, this philosopher of religion leonard angel said in the new york times about stevens he said that stevens did not follow the hypothesis method the proper method of like his research um but he said you do have to look carefully to see it that's why he's been very persuasive to many so he had a lot of he had a lot of 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 people that that thought him to be crazy essentially but i was watching kanye west's um my next guest with David Letterman episode. He had Kanye West. Um, and it was interesting cause like for a moment he seemed sane and then toward the end he kind of got crazy, but he did say he was like, people want these, these crazy ideas <laughs> like this, you know, when it comes to like music or shows and fashions and, and he's kind of referring, he's like, but like, to get that crazy idea is probably going to have to come from a crazy person. <laughs> and also, when you write someone off as crazy, it's just a way of just not having to actually deal with and take serious an issue that is actually attention should be brought to. Um, right. It's an easy... It's an easy way to just write it off. Mm-hmm. To be like, ah, oh, that's crazy. Now, you know, 
If it's crazy, they Which don't have to. Yeah. Which is actually really sad because there's people that do suffer from mental health and there's people that don't. And and I just meant even credits either side by. I I just meant even in in this like the people that didn't want to because to do actual research and if you're trying to disprove it then research would actually have to be put into you actually doing that. But mm-hmm. I think if you don't want to do the work, you can just be like, it's crazy. Right. And we just, like, shut it down like that. So he did a lot of work. He influenced a lot of people from the the Jim Tucker that we talked about to the person. Who you, who'd you say? Brian Weiss. Brian Weiss. Um, and a lot of other people. Or Weiss. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Vice, vice, vice. So also, uh, he did mainly focus on children, but he did do two cases that involved adults under hypnosis, which you mm-hmm. were talking about. Past life regression. Um, and they remembered a past life, and some of them showed rudimentary language they had not learned in the present life. Hmm, like way back. Yeah, some sort of like, or like... Maybe the past life, the person was a Spaniard, so mm-hmm. they know a little Spanish. And you're like, but they didn't learn Spanish in their actual life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do they know this? That's always interesting when they see like the skills that get passed down, like when people teach themselves to play piano really well. Yeah. And just well, have these random skills that they w- there's no way they learned during their lifetime. Well. So he he called that uh, xenoglossy, essentially means uh, where a person is able to speak or write a language that they have not acquired by means of like naturally learning it. Um, they just kind of know it. Because um, that happens, like people hit their heads and they wake up and they can speak Mandarin. Yeah, like that like, is something I saw that on the fucking Today Show, which I mean that doesn't really mean anything. But lingu- there's this linguist, Sarah Thomason, she critiqued it and said that um, he's unsophisticated about language. So mm. um, most of his cases were unconvincing to her and that the linguistic evidence is too weak to provide support for the claims of xenoglossy. And linguistics is quite right. complex of a field. So I respect that opinion. And any like correspondent that he did have with an actual linguist... Um, it was said that he was kind of selective and unprofessional about it. Mm. So he so wasn't choosing people yeah. that would disagree with him. He was choosing someone that was more malleable. Yeah, he said that he, he Stevens or who said this? William J. Samarian said that Stevenson corresponded with one linguistic lingui- linguist in a period of six years without raising any discussion about the kinds of things that linguists would mm. need to know. Um. And then another person wrote that Stevenson does not consider enough linguistic evidence in these cases to warrant his metaphysics. Um, so, I mean, I think ultimately there was a point where it, not with all, but there might have been a little bit of like drinking your own Kool-Aid mm-hmm. in that sense. Totally. You start, the ev- there's so much evidence out there for you to support that eventually you just start looking for things and and everything support you you start looking for things to support your argument you've made your decision you've made your hypo you know you've proved your you've proved or disproved your hypothesis and now you're just looking for more evidence to prove to show other people that you're right so he actually stepped down in 2002 as the division of perceptual studies of virginia at virginia university university of virginia 
Um, so he lived for a good bit. Um, he died in like 2007 of pneumonia. He he gave his chair to Anna Marie Adams. Oh, wait, no, he endowed the chair to, she just holds the position currently. He endowed his chair uh, into the philosophy and history of science, including medicine, at McGill University Department of Social Studies and Medicine, which I believe is in Scotland. No, it's, it's in Canada. That's right, because he's Canadian originally. And yeah, so to test his theory when he died of reincarnation, he set a combination lock using a secret word or phrase and placed it into a filing cabinet in the apartment, telling his colleagues he would try to pass the code to someone after his death. Wow. That's interesting. That'd be cool to figure Which out is if kind of cool. Happened. Emily Williams Kelly, I don't know who that is, told the New York Times, presumably if someone had a vivid dream about him in which there seemed to be a word or phrase that kept being repeated, I don't quite know how it would work. If it seemed promising enough, we would try to open it using the combination suggested. I think that's actually really cool mm-hmm. to like have that foresight. I wonder like what he put inside. I Maybe like a mold of his penis. It's like, compare these two. <laughs> is mine bigger in my or afterlife? DNA? That'd be freaky. Uh-huh. Like if it's the same. Wait. I don't know why I was thinking like you just like dropped a uh, a load in the the lock. Did I say that? Well, you said his DNA, and yeah, you also meant, referred like, to his penis. You just so you thought I was I was, I was going south still, and like yeah, the jokes con- like continually I'm at the penis the, jokes yeah. and then I'm gonna go to the poop jokes and then pff, God no, knows. I was from talking there. about a cum joke. Oh. Even, like keeping in the penile. Yeah, I was moving away. Oh. I, I was like, that's enough. Oh, okay. I mean, you can continue. Um, For me, it was too much. No, yeah, I'm done. I I wasn't going there. <laughs> and yet. And yet, here I am. Science is delivered. I'm yours. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, that's that's, that's pretty much the, the information I had on it. And uh, there was no uh, natural lead way into that. Actually, I think it was pretty natural, right? Sure, sure. Definitely. Are you trying to take your eyeball out, getting that thing out of your eye? There's something in my freaking eye. I don't know what it is. Can you see? Gross. Well, I would just like to say that I would love to have past lives. I remember very distinctly I went to a sleepover at my friend Cayenne's house in high school with my friend, other friend JJ, and we talked about past lives, and I definitely was like, I was a whore in the 1920s, and I died of an overdose, because I had to be the most dramatic. So, so that was my what's, <laughs> what's changed about your past life than your present? Am I right? Hi-yo. No, I was thinking about this. So, and then the realm of, like, reincarnation and you coming back, and I was trying to explain it. Well, I don't remember what I was trying to explain it to. Because um, I've been working on a skit. Well, I need to finish. But, like, the idea of, like, what if... So, you're reincarnated and you remember. Mm-hmm. But, like, what if it was, like, if you remembered who you were or, like, somehow the government was able to find out? <laughs> so, like, the idea of, like, you not being res- uh, absolved of your, like, 
previous life responsibilities. Oh, damn. Are you responsible? Like, if you were just yeah. like, the worst person ever in a past life, will they just, like, knock you out? Well, yeah. I meant, like, like so, like, like, Hitler? they like, find out, Hitler like, your job life. finds out that you're, like, you died five years ago. Oh, but my God. Like, you're taking this so Five deep. years later, or, like, you show up as, as uh, little Andy, and you're, like, and somehow, like, I don't know, like, there's, like, a way for them to find out, and then them being, like, hey, you missed this much from work, <laughs> or, like, fucking... Damn, you, I didn't take it that deep. Yeah, or like, even if you like came back as like a fucking dog, you know, like what my is it? My mom always like? says she wants to come back as one of my grandmother's dogs because they're spoiled. Heard. What if she did though? And but she's like living her life, and like, there's a way to like find out, and like the technology exists, so like you can communicate as a dog, but you are the person. Well, that's what Hindus believe. They, they can right. Be yeah, yeah. You can be anything. anything. So like. I was trying to like, which would make more sense if you don't remember so things. Like, if you were in like a loveless marriage and you killed yourself, Jesus Christ, and to come back and you had to go back, so it's like, but you, death was supposed to relieve you of like being in that relationship. You having you to continue on, for? yeah. What are you being responsible? So yeah, again. So like, say you were married, mm-hmm. child support, fucking maybe. Um, I just also like think about rich people. That you come back so how rich people, rich people being able to stay in power, so like them having like. Well, these that changes the whole idea of self. What is you? What is? Well, who yeah, are but you? if it's same, if you have these memories and you're able to. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like that's like changing the whole the the entire game of right. what we are. Right. Um. But you being able to, and um. That's crazy. To that's maintain like that control, or like something. it's like it's the the idea of you know rich people want to be in like they want to live forever, right? So they can oh, maintain totes. that power and like just like with um, did you ever watch Westworld? I saw the first couple episodes. I know I would like it. I just haven't gone around to finishing and it. But but just that idea of of your conscious being in another vessel, which you're being reborn into, and you're able to. It's like. I'm reliving this life, and I still have the wisdom of old life, but I'm younger and better. And I think it would be also cool, but, like, eventually, eventually, right, like, all the people that you know die or, you know. So it's like you're constantly, really, it's like you're you're building upon one life after the other. Right. Right? So I think... Like, what if that really is all it is? Mm-hmm. Like, we're just, it's the same lives being recycled over and over again. Yeah. And they're just, we just keep rebuilding on top of. So, like, some of these people, they're just the people that remember. They're just, it wasn't completely wiped. Or we all remembered at some point. Well, that's what the subconscious just, is. Yeah, we've it's all just, just forgotten. Would you ever do a past life regression? Would you like go get one done? I'd be interested. Sure, why not? I would totally get. I mean, I don't know how much they are. I'm assuming they're all expensive. Oh, it sounds no, like insurance doesn't cover it. Sounds like something a rich person does for fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to go do like some past regression? 
No. Or you get like one for your birthday from your no. like, oh, a quirky friend who's like, it yes, I exactly. It was <laughs> you super have to do it. I got <laughs> right, and I I got through some things that were just really weighing me down, sure. and I realized like where my power has gone Definitely. my entire life. Definitely, it's been in Egypt when I was raped as a sixteen-year-old girl by my you father. So fucking dramatic! Oh my gosh, <laughs> why did you take it there? I don't know. This fucking 16-year-old Egyptian being raped. <laughs> okay, okay, we don't have to go through it again. You I started it. <laughs> I take it back. Okay, fine. She takes it back, but it's already out there. And I'm re- I'm I'm editing it. So I just want to say rape is not a joke and that wasn't a joke about rape. No, nah, man, keep that same energy. What are you talking about? It wasn't a joke about? at all. It was just me creating keep a, ba- a very intense energy. backstory. Anyway, I don't know that. Uh, that was that was, was that was fun. Nothing else to add. No other thoughts. Um, I read a novel called Reincarnation by an author I, who I don't remember, but I'll try to remember and like maybe tweet it out or something. Okay. Um, but I read that when I was in middle school, and I thought it was really cool. But it was also kind of lame because it wasn't as dramatic as I would have hoped. <laughs> wasn't as dramatic as I would have hoped. Yeah. You sound so funny because I feel like I know someone that has that voice. What? Oh, the that one you're I just using. did. So, yeah. like, I feel like I know someone. So, it's, like, freaking me out. Like oh, we all know them. somebody. Yeah, for sure. I know. I, I know. Um, I know a guy that sounds like that. No, a girl that sounds like that, too. I know a penguin that sounds just like that. Is it Phil? Yep. Phil the fucking penguin, uh, yeah. You know him too? You guys, wow. Yeah, man, he owes me $50. So if you see Phil, um, guys. The Georgia Aquarium. I want you to fuck him up. <laughs> say it's from James. Say, say, say James, James sends his regards. You fucking... Oh you fucking <laughs> birdfish. Wow, this improv got really dark. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I, I think I in my past I life, I was a mobster there. for sure. You just re- you just said that. Wow. Yeah, I was definitely mafioso for sure. Wow. I'm going to gut you like a fucking <laughs> fish. That's... Okay, so were you like Sicilian or like what are you thinking like? No, definitely, like definitely Sicilian for sure. Oh wow. Like, um, I definitely <laughs> wore my hair slicked back. I was, I was Jeep, like you know, I, I wore like the pinstripe gangster oh, suit. Oh, the pinstripe. Yeah. That's because you know you draw attention to yourself. So that means you're the gangster no, that yeah. everyone oh, knows yeah. does I, all the evil knows. stuff. Everyone but knows, but they can't pin you on it because you're so slick. Right. I'm just, but I, cause I, I bought everybody off, like the commissioners in my pocket, the judges are in my pocket, the fucking mayors in my pocket. <laughs> Everybody's in my fucking pocket. You sound like a fucking Batman character, <laughs> <laughs> evil villain. Oh yeah. Oh, did you not know my alter ego? Oh, please share. I am the Dark Knight. Oh fuck, that's fucking Batman. <laughs> no. The darker night. I'm crying. I'm the darker night. <laughs> Say, where's Rachel? Where's Black Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> where's Black Rachel? 
All right. I think we're done. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Another successful episode. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. Tell yeah. us what you. What Tell your us how often we, <laughs> how far we veered from the fucking subject. Yeah, and uh, stay weird. I guess. Stay weird. Bye, guys. Peace out.